You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. I usually like take like a day off, bro. Like I try to take day off, but I just literally like at 3 p.m. was like free. Mm. So oh, well, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Well, it's good to good to have you. Good to have yeah, you on, and it's good to reconnect, man. It's been so long. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Fucking weird. You That's got, crazy. Like, more hair than last time, bro. We <laughs> both do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, dude. It's Are good. you recording right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can cut into it whenever. Oh yeah, no, but uh, so so like, what's your like the? Are you gonna explain like kind of, kind of what the podcast is about, or, or how long how long have, have you been doing the podcast? Uh, I've been doing it since uh, I've been doing this since December. Um, so as of now, it's been about seven months, including December. So where this cool, this would be cool, cool. this would be episode eighteen. Yeah, sweet. But sweet. yeah, man, it's it's been going. I mean, now now I'm I'm super pushing the uh the uh uh the marketing and the uh the reach out and efforts to just get people scheduled again get people out here and uh yeah and it's been going great it's just now people are actually in the mode you know ready to chase the scene and uh, and plan the year out you know and like what we were just saying just a second ago i mean it's the time to do it it's the time to catch that wave and get everybody that's on the come up or get everybody that's on the come out you know just the everybody that's and... waxed and vaxxed bro get him <laughs> get him over here yeah yeah man but i don't i don't listen to music man i just listen to podcasts so i can give you my podcasts <laughs> hey, oh yeah i listen to some music but bro like do you catch yourself like in a phase where like you just listen to podcasts for like a whole day or like a whole week oh yeah yeah and i don't listen to any music and then i'm like bro i need to listen to some music because this is not cool like this is not healthy i don't think it's healthy if mm. i don't listen to music bro mm. but yeah that's, that's been me i mean i definitely feel that way i don't know i don't know if that's a a good human uh balance or a good like way to identify but I, i'm just such obviously i host a music podcast oh, yeah, i yeah, fucking I love music yeah 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 <laughs> and so like to me yeah no that's a weird place well like what we were just saying when i lived in college station was going through that hard period I did not listen to music as often as I, I, I would. Bro, and that's that's and when now, you listen to music, well, bro. Well, I know, but that's how I could tell I was off because I yeah. love music so much. Yeah. I didn't even use it as a solution or a, a, a distraction. I was just I was just in it. You know, like those days when you come home from work and you're so whooped that you, you drive home with the radio off? Yeah, bro. But see, <laughs> that, that's, why, see that's why I feel sometimes blessed, bro. Because like, I don't know if you grew up like this, but like, I grew up, like, my parents would send me to Mexico, like, in the summer times, bro, like, to the rancho, bro, like, to, mm. like, do some like, work. cows and, like, yeah. all that shit, bro. And I would listen to, like, you know, like, whatever they were listening to over there, right, corridos yeah. and everything. And it's, like, literally working man's music. If you're sad or whatever, you know, corridos, you know, some, you know, like, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, even, like, some, like, tragos de amargo, licor. Yeah. Bro, you're sad. You're down in Call Station, bro. Play some. Well, that's what I'm saying. Reels, bro. Get a bottle of tequila, bro. And just you know, drink but, it away. Well, yeah. legally I was 20. I'll say that. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been drinking much. Man, more. I've been drinking since 12, bro. Where's right. the camera? Well, I was by myself at oh, that time. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, yeah, man. I, I mean, I alcohol is a solution, but I would have found that solution. Nah, it's not regardless. a solution, bro. No, I've I mean, literally, it, it one, is. Man. Really, I've bro, no I've technically. Never, oh yeah, I yeah, guess alcohol is a solution. Bro, I've never it's been like sad. Well, like not sad. I've never been sad. You should have just got out of your depression, bro. Just try harder. 
Nah, man, but like, I don't know. I feel like I the thing that has made me feel like sad or like sometimes like if I'm like, wasn't feeling well and I did like, if I smoked, you know, hmm. I feel worse sometimes. But if I ever drank alcohol, I've never drank it when I'm down. I've never have. I've always felt like, you know, when you get like that yeah. buzz, you just feel good. But like, I've never, yeah. I don't know how some people, because I would, I, you know, at parties or whatever, some people once they get to that level, they start crying and like dragging yeah. on the floor. I'm like, oh, bro, yeah. get real sloppy, bro. You're scaring the, get real bro, you're messy. Scaring the girls, bro. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but yeah, no, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, cause music is, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's a catalyst to a lot of things, a, to, a lot of different feelings and stuff like that. But I don't know. That's how I could tell I was off. So I didn't really want to listen to it or, or I didn't want to, uh, because I think that's a normal thing. Like you don't always want to try something new, like musically. You don't always want to listen to a new artist that someone tells you to listen to, or like For real, you know. bro. But but at that point, I just I don't know. Does could, your wife ever send you links to music? Oh yeah. And do you listen to them? Yeah. All the time. I mean, I, yeah, I give them an like right try. away. You give you wait a week and you listen to it. Or? Oh no, <laughs> not <laughs> like, a week. Maybe like you know when I'm heading home from work or something like oh, that. Dang, I give okay. it an that's, honest that's try. That's true. That's love right there. Okay. Man, because I, you know, like I got homies that send me links sometimes, and like you know, I have my cousin that sends me links all the time because mm. he smokes a lot, and like I don't really smoke, you know, like, I mm. smoke like once or twice a month. Mm. He's like every day, so he's always like vibing and listening to new music, <laughs> and every yo, this track goes super hard, bro. Listen to this, and like I never get to it because he keeps sending me like five tracks a day, and like I don't ever get to them. So I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this hour, and I'll make a playlist with oh, what you, you sent me last week. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to these. And then sometimes I do discover good things. Oh, yeah. But I, I, right away, I got to be in the mood, bro. Like, oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like after I hit 20, like like 21 or I don't know. Like, I had these songs, like, just that I liked. And I would kind of play them over and over again. And, like, and like stuff that was similar to, you know, like some Gary Clark. Uh -huh. You know, Gary Clark Jr. Or, uh, you know, like some Charlie Crockett. Mm. I had, I've had phases, bro, where I, I like... You know, like you get obsessed with some kind of niche thing. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like I, I like, you know, like I didn't even listen. <clears throat> I didn't even know about country music till like I was in college, right? I don't like country, not like that pop country, that yeah. fake working man country. Yeah, I like the. I like Texas country a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was just like that. I thought country was just like lame, like blue trucks. No, what is it like? Blue jeans. And back the blue with the blue eye. Like that, no, no. I, I thought that was just what it was, right? Right. But then, you know, you discover someone like, like uh, you heard uh, Charlie Crockett? No. He's from, he's from Dallas. I, I think I think he's also from Austin. Like, he was, like, back and forth. Mm. He's from all over the place. But he's, like, some dude, like, straight up blues, bro. Mm. He came up out here in Deep Ellum. You know, like, Leon Bridges, too, bro. Yeah. Like, that. that's some soul. I like soul. Any. I feel like any genre that has soul, it can be country, jazz, whatever. Yeah, as long as it's, it's executed be, well and with passion, bro. It's it, yeah. anything with soul, like it resonates. It just it hits you. Yeah, so like, I mean, man, like that's why, like, I feel like I'm new to that scene, bro. Like, maybe in the past five years, I've been appreciating more Texas country, or like just like artists, like like some Willie Nelson songs, like uh, "Don't Let Your Son Grow Up to Be a Cowboy." You heard that song? Yeah, I forgot how it goes, but. Stuff like that. I've just been appreciating, like, just 
that old school like just because that was like the thug music back then bro <laughs> right the outlaw country stuff yeah that's yeah. why i kind of like i like listening to it. like hank williams jr right. bro like uh, the yeah. family tradition <laughs> you know it's just like you listen to what he's saying and they're like oh okay yeah or like we we the the episode prior we dealt we broke down uh, delta cream by black keys it's their new album yeah, and yeah. if they they covered like a whole bunch of delta blues like artists and so me and my buddy Ben broke that down, and like that was awesome because that put me in like this heavy blues, but like Delta blues, which is very you know electric guitar driven. It's very gritty. It's very, uh, I mean, it's a typical blues stories like you're sad, your woman left you, or mm-hmm. you, you need a drink, but it's it's got its own little vibe. It's got its own energy that as soon as you you hear it, you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. here it comes the soul. Here comes the sassy. Uh, yeah, bro, like another reason why i like like uh just, just how y'all broke that album down is like how i one of the reasons why i really started connecting with that and i listen to everything you know like i like just like you know i, I mean i listened to rap growing up right it's just like you know rock rock and espanol but like the reason i started learning a little bit more about the blues like dallas deep ellum blues yeah you know austin blues texas blues all that is because bro the roots are I, they come from like Mexico too, bro. Like you know, I, I grew up listening to like like you know uh, Norteño music or like regional Mexican music, mm. right? Every region has their own sound, and like I grew up like trying to know and identify where this music comes from, like Duranguense, Norteño, you know, like uh, Tampico, you know, like cumbias, all that. Right. Yeah. It's it's like different regions in Mexico. Yeah. And, but then the blues. The blues is what connects all of it because it's all the blue. It's all blues, bro. Mm. You listen to like, um, what's that song? Um, Fats Domino. Oh yeah. Uh, Jambalaya. Oh yeah. So Jambalaya, you know, and then Hank Williams did Jambalaya too. Yeah. And also um, Oroscopos de Durango. It was like Duranguense was a big thing. Mm. I don't know. You you know Duranguense, right? That music. It's a. Uh, it's from Durango, right? But it's like do 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 do. Well, they they covered that song in spanish mm. and it was like a like a like i think it went number one for a while huh and i didn't even know the correlation until i was older because that song was popping when i was like like in fifth grade yeah right? but now that i got older i look back i'm like bro that's, still, that's still literally the same song fats domino plays yeah oh yeah so i like i like just the history behind the blues bro that's why there's so much to it even like i feel like you know how there's hip-hop heads or whatever yeah you know like i feel like I I'm I'm in I'm in that zone, but like with the blues, bro. Like it's just <laughs> like I like learning about yeah. it because there's so much history to it, bro. It's literally around us. You walk even even though Deep Ellum is how it is right now, there's so much history to it, bro. Like like back to, from way back, almost like a hundred like fifty years ago, bro. Like just the Deep Ellum blues oh, and like all time. the sounds that came from Deep Ellum from Texas, bro. Like well, and, and that song itself is a great classic, a Deep Ellum blues song. The Jerry Garcia, that's I awesome. Heard, I haven't heard. Oh, that's a good one, man. Talking all this. You live shit. down there. You better I'm go talking check all this it out. shit, bro. Like, I don't, yeah, I've never heard that song. <laughs> yeah, just check it out. Grateful that's Dead, cool, Deep Ellum cool. Blues. You're talking cool. all about it. Yeah, because I mean that that song kind of captures the. It's still kind of this way, but it captures that vibe, the the rough uh, vibe of Deep Ellum. It's like that. It's more. Uh, um, not, not, it's not depression blues. It's like it's like reality it's blues. Like You're Southside talk- the realist from like. Yeah. Like the fifties. Yeah. Cool, cool. It's like it, it, it's like what you're saying. Well, I don't even want to say it that way because it's not that old. I think they, they that song's not super old. It's maybe like 40 years old or so like that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's that's the really cool uh, uh, weight that the blues carries, no matter how it's being 
uh, uh, translated or played or what style you're, you're running it through or the opposite where you take something that's real poppy and you run it through a, a blues vein, you know, and you, you totally change it to be much more moody or whatever. Uh, like blues are just, it's, it's incredible. Cause like just in that last episode, like breaking down these old like Delta blues numbers, you know, you might think that's a John Lee Hooker song, but it's like a song that no one even knows where it came from. He just made it famous. You know, it's like because he, he's famous for playing uh, uh, that song, Poor Boy, I'm a Long Way From Home. Mm. And like when we like I've, I've known that song for a long time. It's been covered by tons of people. But then when I look into it, no one really knows where it came from. It's just an old standard. It's just an old uh, 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 riff that just, you know, just carries on and, and that goes through different cultures and just changes a little bit. But blues it's awesome because like it, it's i don't know it's like anything you want to respect that uh, that, that takes something super seriously because i mean every, like i don't remember who said this but everybody loses right not everybody wins i think that's why can everybody can get drawn into the blues is because it's about that real part of life that real hard part where you can contemplate you can you can criticize you can feel the you're gonna beat up on yourself because you did something wrong that's what the blues are it's a moody you know intense thing it takes you through that journey of feeling like shit yeah and it guides you on how to feel worse (laughs) it guides you for real that's why um uh i call him a philosopher but you know dick gregory he he recently passed away he's a legendary comedian bro Mm. If you ever see photos of of uh, of Dr. Martin Luther King marching across Selma, or Malcolm X speaking wherever he's speaking, or just random old photos or Marvin Gaye chilling back in the day, mm. there's always this one guy next to them just kicking it. Is Dick Gregory, bro? Mm. He was one of the, he was the first comedian to start uh, uh, the first black comedian to ever do uh, integrated rooms, white rooms, you oh, know, wow. all that shit. But anyways, he was saying that music affects him. And and he had all these friends that did soul music, blues music, but he didn't listen to their music mm. a lot of the time because he said it took him to a dark place. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, yeah, you know, once I got happy, I didn't listen to any of that sad shit anymore. Hmm. I listen to happy music yeah. only. Well, I mean, but I mean no one's perfect, right? It's like you get, your life is a balance, bro. Sometimes you're going to feel good. Sometimes you're going to feel like shit. And when I'm feeling like shit. I need a, I need the soundtrack to feel like shit. <laughs> soundtrack bro. to my life, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> need bro. an anthem, right? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I don't know. Again, because everybody loses, and you, and you and music is always a catalyst. That's why I've been all. Uh, I don't remember which episode. I think it's episode ten. I had my dad and my grandfather on, and that was one thing. I, in my family, we're all very music heavy. My dad is a huge music head. My mom's played and sung like all her life. So is my grandfather. So are my siblings. And but one thing that has always talked to us was how how music works and how it'll affect you and like mm-hmm. always to honor it and respect it but realize what it's doing and turn to you it's like you're not just taking it in it's gonna mm-hmm. you know it's gonna turn stuff out it's gonna make you think it's not just gonna be a yeah. passive fleeting little thing that's in and out and uh and yeah i mean absolutely i mean when you think about like stuff like uh like zeppelin one like zeppelin's first album it's like that's a blues album and it's and it's and it's uh it's gritty it's psychedelic it's weird it's aggressive it's uh it's sexual it's intense it's just it's just it it is like this intense body of work but that's what's so funny when you you know like they used to get pissed when they were thrown into like the thrash metal or the heavy metal groups because they're like but we're a blues group we're a rock group we're not we're not going nuts. It's like we're doing yeah. stuff that's, yeah, we might be putting a spin on things, but this is blues. You know, same with, with Hendrix. You know, Hendrix was a, a, a blues artist. Like that, 
that's what he did like through and through that's what he was well, they, they they i feel like they revolutionized blues and created the new shit you know oh yeah it's that new wave it's just like when he time. was like with carlos santana bro oh um, yeah what's that album it just it was like a 50 year anniversary or 30 year anniversary or something uh, like that uh, i know what you're talking about it's super colorful i know what you're talking about well i mean i think all of his album you covers listen to are... the album bro it's just like it's just it's beautiful right yeah but uh but yeah i mean aside from that man i like trap shit too bro I like some hood <laughs> shit just like because you know like some some young Dolph, some mm. uh uh you know some money bag yo because you need a balance bro like i'm so oh, yeah. i'm so happy that 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 i get to enjoy everything because i don't have an ego when it comes to music bro i get to meet people i know you know people like this that oh yeah you know you might not know about this band or my playlist oh, yeah. is super unique and like yeah you might not know well, i i don't see how people enjoy music like like that's not the point of music bro yeah. like if you're if that's your how you enjoy music you're playing yourself bro like yeah i feel like you should be open and like hear everything and like share it with people and like and and uh, share it with with like with joy hey man this is the turn up track bro like i hear this is this new guy i'm listening to this is this yeah. girl but uh i like everything bro i like getting like talking about like shooting up the club and then talking about uh you know taking your girl on a date you know it's just it can be like when you're driving you can listen to you can go into so many moods bro with your playlist you know oh, and yeah. i can talk about the same thing about taking out your girl but in spanish you know go go in a dinner with your girl or whatever in spanish I'll, you know cafe tacuba um you know uh, do you listen to any bands in spanish uh not too many no no cool, cool. I, that's actually I was, that's one thing i wanted to get out of you or it's a good a few good groups <laughs> oh man i mean bro you gotta start off with like so the thing is uh i mean you like chicano batman right oh yeah so like i mean I, I, I love chicano batman bro and i i, I just got my tickets too uh when they oh, came shit, out me for too. the granada yeah for october yeah 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 me too. um super cool group right uh they are in my eyes right as of right now i mean they've evolved since since like they came out but when they were coming out bro uh even like the tracks like itotiani and all that i feel like they uh they get a lot of their of their inspiration from cafe tacuba cafe tacuba is like the the og group they're from the 90s i mean mm. they're still popping right now you know they sell out everywhere they go right now mm. uh but cafe tacuba brother from the uh, mexico city uh and I mean, if you just get on Spotify, just even like their like playlist or the top tracks, they'll make you even those like they're like the most known. Uh -huh. They'll make you fall in love with the band. But if you listen to their albums and like, they don't miss, bro. Like they're they're really they, they influence. Anytime you see like a Latino band pop up or like a, a artist or a little indie group or whatever, yeah, that's one of their influences, bro. Cafe Tacuba, bro. Everybody has taken a piece of Cafeta Cuba and and, uh, and I love it, bro, because hmm. they're, uh, yeah, they're cold. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I need to check them out. Cafeta Cuba. Uh, obviously, you know Mana, right? Like, Mana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. know them, yeah. Mana, I mean, uh, so my, my big brother, he's like seven years older than me and he was uh -huh. like a skater and all that. And like, mm. you know, they would listen to like everything too, like 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 rap and like, you know, uh, uh, like back then at magazines, uh, you, I don't know if you remember from back then, bro, like in the 2000s, like magazines would come uh, with like uh, a bundle options for CDs. It was like, oh, uh, yeah. you pay this amount, you get 20 CDs. Yeah. And then the, the, there was also Spanish magazines like that, too, where mm. you get like 
So he would do that. He would just get a bunch of CDs and would just be playing music. You know, you know how every family has that one stereo system that fits like a hundred CDs yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so we just play them in there, bro. Like we're just like just jam out. You know, uh, Jaguares and Anitos Verdes. You never heard? Of that? No. <laughs> nah, I mean, nah, bro. Like uh, they're they're like a like a staple Mexican bands, bro. Like cool. they they are like from like the early two thousands. Mm. And like so like you know if like your parents or your big brothers or whatever listen to them you're gonna like that music you know mm, yeah. like and it kind of influences what you listen to or what you're open to listening to you know because like you know we're from duncanville bro and like even like it was only cool listening to rap and shit right or like or like the killers or whatever you know but yeah. <laughs> but, but see that that's like on the external that's like like uh, when you're outside in the real world well, you're outside at school or in the social groups but everyone comes from a family everyone oh, comes yeah. from parents roots. that listen to something yeah that, or like they have their own style and music and their own like you know swag or whatever yeah so we all come from different families and different upbringings and you know and and you get to like uh that rubs off on you you know like oh, mom, my mom's from chihuahua and uh, she was more like city and my dad's from like straight up like from durango like a, a ranch like they, they mm. farmed uh you know they uh you know cattle horses all that and then you kind of, as you're growing up, you appreciate that sound, bro. Like from, like in Chihuahua, they listen to a lot of like, um, I mean, listen to a lot of like uh, American music, you know, because it's a board, it's like by, um, in Juarez, it's kind of by El Paso. Oh, yeah, right and like, yeah. They listen to like everything growing up, you know, like the Beatles and Michael Jackson and all that. Yeah. So you get to that, you get to appreciate that and like Juan Gabriel, you know, like the Mexican artists oh, yeah. growing up, but like and in the rancho, the more like it's more it's like country, but like for Mexicans. Mm. But it, I don't even, but it doesn't even sound the same, bro. Like I feel like when you listen to like the the guitar solos and corridos, uh -huh. it's so beautiful, bro. I can listen to like acoustics, and now see, I wouldn't understand, bro. I feel like I don't know. Growing up, people would like go like, "Oh my god, that guitar solo was amazing," Ugh. you know, <laughs> and I would just be like. I mean, I guess whatever. But then, like when I listen to like, like Sierreño or like the the guitar, like the ten string on the guitar, yeah. like the playing the solo, yeah, the Spanish guitar, yeah, bro. I'm like, damn, he hitting that. <laughs> not not I'm not like the line like hello. I don't really like that, bro. I like the corridos. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, kind of sounds the same, but not really. But it's like, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, like, man. And yeah. I I know why people appreciate guitar solos now because yeah, there's something mm. about it. It's like. I feel like it's generational or like something in your genetics that that makes you appreciate like just it. like feel a certain type of way when you listen to certain music bro hmm. i can't i can't get away from this shit like because like <laughs> i grew up like yo yeah rap you know like english shit but anytime something like uh like in spanish like from that region like where my dad's from plays yeah. I, I it's something that just hits my like body bro that it yeah. like you know i just i like it you like know? hit you in your spine <laughs> yeah i like it it's just yeah. I, and this you know and it is well that's how i am with uh like 60s and 70s like music i mean like like i mean rock but like alternative stuff i mean stuff that was it might be popular now but like at the time it wasn't really because like my my dad my dad's he's almost in his mid 60s um so when i was growing up you know he was like in his 50s when i was like graduating or whatever yeah. and so like man growing up i mean like yeah he like i said he's a huge music head didn't sing didn't play anything but is always obsessed with finding like a new sound or like a new take on music or a new take on a an instrument or whatever yeah. and so yeah i mean i, I and and both of my parents i don't know if you knew this but both of my parents were preachers so 
basically up until I was 12, it was like there was no secular music except like the Beatles like hits, like there are a few hits that were all super mega poppy Which and clean. Which acid. No, 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 the clean ones. Oh, okay. The early right. 60s. <laughs> but then when I became 13, then my dad was like, here's the White Album, Here, where the drugs started coming on. Here's, uh, here's some ludicrous. Here. I want to lick you from your yeah, head no. to your toes. I'm, yeah, did not ramp uh, up that quick. No, right. <laughs> but, but it was totally different for me because it was very like, music was very like, I mean, in Motown, they'd play Motown stuff. So music to me was very like worship focused or love like engaged, or it was uh, it was just a good time. There wasn't very much else. It was just kind of like a, a nice, innocent, wholesome thing, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. But then when they started playing, you know, here's Pink Floyd, here's all, and then the the soundscapes and the 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 development of what the story and the song would turn into, and all these things, I'm like, this is crazy like what is that sound and like finding out what you know like uh, further uh the the finding out more about the further depths of like synthesizers and music production and stuff because my dad also ran the soundboard for the church we we taught at and so when he uh when i turned like 10 or 11 around i started doing the soundboard for the whole church and uh it's a decent sized church we had a congregation of like 350 people and I ran the soundboard for like five years, like as a young person, just because he had been doing it and he taught me and he knew I, he knew I was already music obsessed like he was. Yeah. And so he showed me. But but then when I moved on and got older, because, you know, especially when you're in like what, like middle school, you really try to like be your own person. You're like, don't fucking care what they're telling me to do. I'm not dead. I, you don't tell me what to listen to. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Almost yeah. verbatim. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, well, like what you're saying. I mean, growing up in Dunganville, it's like the the aggregate kind of like the music turned towards like rap and hip hop more like, than anything. When you're in middle school, especially in Dunganville, bro, you I, you had to be a cholo, bro. <laughs> you had to be a cholo, bro. You listen to SPM and all that, which it is fire, bro. But like that's literally like the lane you're put in, bro. You gotta be like, well, or what click you're in. Cause, yeah, you gotta cause, be. Because I mean, in Dunganville, and Dunganville was, I mean, once you got to high school, it was so massive. I also felt like there was the the groups. You know, what label are you with? Oh, you're you're a Good Money guy. I don't, I don't mess with you. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. people had their little clicks and their preferences, or like the local people that like what you're. The snobs would come out of the woodwork that you know they turn hobby uh, music from like a passion hobby to like full snobbery. And you're like, oh, well, you listen to him. I don't even want to. Yeah, yeah, anyone that's like, yeah, bro, like, nah, I'm like, bro, purist. Yeah, purist. Just, you can't fight, fight. I'm counting. No. No, I'm counting. <laughs> but like those people, I mean, they like what you just said. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There's just too much ego involved in what they're they're into, uh, you know. And it's like, if you criticize it, then they think you're criticizing them. And it's like, well, maybe think of a better way to talk about music. Maybe it's not something to be like super you know gung-ho about all the time yeah people are like that with different things bro oh, like, absolutely. yeah like some people on instagram post a food spot and they're like oh where's that it looks delicious and they and they just put like dot 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 i'm like oh you're not gonna tell me and why are you what? posting this shit bro oh wow that's, that's ridiculous like, <laughs> are you gatekeeping like a taco spot bro yeah. like <laughs> anyways but yeah but anyway, but yeah, dude, and I caught myself, oh, that's what I was saying. When I got into middle school and into high school and, and it's, uh, you know, experiencing more, learning uh, more culture from other people and stuff. Yeah, I got way more into rap, way more into like the modern poppy stuff and and uh, much further away from that like 60s and 70s vein that like my family like always stayed in or like my dad more than anything. And then, dude, I don't know what it was. It was probably, it was the year I got married. It was 2018. 
I got real into that shit again. Like, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember what album set it off. I might've been the white album. It was some Beatles album or, or doors album. I listened to the whole damn thing and I hadn't listened to the whole album in like forever. Like I, I really couldn't remember the last time I had listened to the whole thing. And it just took me back. And I was like, I, one, I don't remember half of this. This whole thing is amazing. I was like, and, and, uh, like, I don't remember what song it is. Like, do you, do you know, uh, my morning jacket? Mm-mm. You ever heard of them? Man, they're no. super good. Uh, yeah. Jim James is a awesome writer and, and vocalist. And, um, I, I gotten really into them during like high school and college. And yeah, in 2018, I started listening to the white album and some George Harrison, like solo stuff. And I was like, oh, well there's Jim James right there. Like I, I see the, 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 the connection. I see the lineage. It's like, I see this legacy that he's, He's holding, he's wielding this, you know, this you know, beautiful method of making music and expressing himself that George Harrison like handled. Like that's how he handled his sound, you know? And like Jim James is in the same way doing the same thing. And and then, I don't know who any of these people are, but I'm gonna find out after yeah. this show. Well, back yeah, at yeah. you for yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your talking <laughs> point. Uh, but but the, uh, but it, it just, it, it, I was very taken aback because I was like, well, you know because you just get too comfortable here it's like man I, well, I love my music that's their sound and then when you listen to the old stuff i mean that's why i, I kind of the part of the reason why i'm doing this show is i got enthralled by that concept more of, of music history and getting more obsessed with lineage and these types of connections and just realizing like man like how much stuff meshed in the 70s to get to where it is now to where it's so easily accessible or such a a, a key sound to you know an artist or whatever it's like well they're just using that type of synthesizer they're just deciding to uh to to edit it to edit it in a in a way that's old school you know it's like some people nowadays will will record on film uh, on tape old mm-hmm. school uh, to get a, a different warmer full body sound you know and with with vinyl you know making a comeback people are getting way more particular again and, and thinking again of like, not just I need a good single or I need a satisfying album, but when it translates to a physical medium of, of vinyl, you get it's the, the records cut in half. Does it stop at a satisfying halfway point? Does the new halfway point on the other side pick up in a really satisfying way? Does the album end really well? It's like, you don't just, cause the, the, the formula has been get a good single out, you know, it's been really more typical, but with streaming and in vinyl, being like these big hubs of, of music, you know, interests and, and uh, I don't know, and, and revenue, they, mm-hmm. you gotta start thinking about that again. So it's just been really cool to see like older sounds come back, like um, like like St. Vincent and uh, uh, some more modern artists or like, uh, uh, you know, like Borns or like, there's a lot of alternative people, but like they, 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 they riff off a lot of older uh, uh, examples they, they they really dig into those old because uh, i mean it's it's just crazy i mean 50 years ago was was when the beatles were last pumping stuff out it's a, it's a half a century and and but we can still learn from that kind of stuff just like you can learn from old blue standards from the you know 30s 40s whatever but it's just i don't know if you don't dig into it if you don't try to appreciate it you'll never you'll never know and like i don't know like what you're saying, you've been in a, in, a, in a blues vein. I mean, I feel like, I mean, because of this show, I've been, it's been mixing me up a lot. Like I'm, I'm you know, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sit down with my buddy Gabe and we're gonna talk some jazz and I'm gonna like be in the jazz for like freaking like two weeks or a month. And I'm gonna talk to this guy about country. I'm gonna be like in the country and Texas country stuff. And uh, I mean, I enjoy it because it keeps me on my toes on like, you know, on keeping the, the catalog fresh, you know, keeping the yeah. curation 
uh, uh, just not stagnant and just like, I'll, I'll play that album again or whatever. And I don't have a problem with that, but I've just really come to enjoy, I don't know, tracking that stuff down, like making those connections of like, oh, I've always liked this John Mayer album, but now I see he kind of learned those styles from this 90s blues artist or stuff like that. I don't know. I love that shit. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, and the same thing, you know, you're talking about like how, oh, you go back to the 60s to find out why why certain things sound the way they do. I feel like a lot of, also a lot of good sounding music or a lot of the culture also stems from Texas, bro. Mm. Like a lot of sounds, even right now, like uh, uh, there's some guys, I forgot his name. He, uh, he, he produced the song, it was with John Mayer and Leon Bridges, uh, uh, Inside Friend. I heard that's nice. Like you can be my oh friend. yes yeah 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 like uh, I think it was like some dude from Dallas that produced the beat oh really and it, uh and then but I think they've done like other music where like the sound I feel like a lot of artists that made it here in Texas have not had an issue making it Everywhere. nationwide worldwide bro yeah. like like uh, Charlie Crockett bro he started also doing like shows out here in Deep Ellum and all that uh-huh. boom like he's going worldwide bro mm. uh, Bobby Sessions. Oh yeah, uh, rapper. For, he also was like around Deep Ellum too. I remember him like when I was in high school. He was just like uh, rapping with like he had a, a, a crew. It was like Brain Gang. They'll be around the city, and now this guy is all over. He has like a soundtrack for uh, um, what's it called? Made in Made in America. No, what's that movie called with um, Eddie Murphy? Um, oh, oh, they have to make it in the second one. Um, it just it c- came coming out. to America. Yeah, coming to America, bro. Like uh, uh, he did the soundtrack for that, and like oh, what. <laughs> And wow. it's just like if you if you hustle and like you you make a buzz in the city, I feel like oh, yeah. if you get the right opportunities, you already grinded so hard here in in the in Dallas in Texas that you could use that same hustle to make it anywhere. Yeah, bro. just let it roll. Yeah, well, like have you heard this dude? Uh, his name's Dayglow. Like so, a super. Kinda, he sounds familiar. Yeah, he's like super like poppy alternative dude, but he's young man. I think he's only like 23, twenty three. Does he have that song Good Time? No, he has that song. I think his biggest song is called "Can I Call You Tonight." Nah. Dun 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 dun. dun, I'm, dun, I'm dun, dun. I need to get. Yeah, hey, you but, should do a playlist. Do you have a playlist like on Spotify or, or like? Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that and making a playlist of stuff that gets mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, or like just like what your like the vibe is, bro. Like you know, like for oh, like the yeah, podcast the playlist, show. bro. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll tune in, bro. I feel like playlists are are hot right now too. Like, yeah. like curated curated uh, playlists and yeah. like. Yeah, you know that's a good point. Yeah, should make one just like a general one of like my preferences or what the show's you about. You put my song in there too, bro, about getting chased by a Crown Vic. <laughs> yeah, you're solo, you're single. Yeah, man, I saw Big Tuck last night at some party, and then I I, I went up to him, and because uh, he had just performed, he was a uh, uh, he did Southside the Realist, you know, like it's a legendary song, you know, you heard it right? Oh yeah. Um, and then like because he performed at my comedy show. Like a few years ago. Nice. And then he, uh, he remembered me, and I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm making a musical. And it literally, the first song, it starts out saying, shout out Big Tuck. <laughs> nice. I'm paying homage, man, because like, that's, that's what I made this musical for. He was like, hell yeah, bro. Like, you know, like, uh, we're nice. chopping it up. And, uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's, a, that's a legend. But yeah, hey, you got to put Big Tuck in your playlist, bro. Okay. Too, man. That's it. it. <laughs> that's it. Dallas legend, bro. It's got to pay homage to Dallas legends, bro. Yeah. Well, actually, me and uh, me and my buddy Ben, we're gonna do a, a Texans music, Texan musician series where we'll just break down different people and where they come from, and just kind of roll through them. Um, but no, man, this dude, because uh, you know, like I said, I'm a musician, and we're 
this last like year, man. I mean, we've been working on a lot of stuff. I mean, we've what got, do you play? Uh, man, I play like everything. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I'm gu- guitar, drums. I'm learning piano right now, but my oh, main cool. things are electric guitar and, and drums are my main ones, uh, and then vocals. And I started on bass. I mean, I literally play everything, and I'm the producer. Um, but uh, like, I have two groups I play with, and a solo artist I play with every now and then, and we're cool, working cool. on some stuff. But um, so yeah, man. I mean, I'm, we're trying to get some stuff done by the end of the year to where we have like an album or an EP and get some stuff finished. But just put it out, bro. But do uh, well. I'm just super particular. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but man, uh, the uh, but that guy, they glow. I forget his real name. He's from Fort Worth, and uh, super young. He had like he had, like he like messed with music for a little bit, but he released that song, that "Can I Call You Tonight" song. Does a, a simple music video for it on YouTube. And like within a year, man, that one single just had erupted. Like it was used in like all these commercials. It was used, uh, I mean, it was just everywhere. The dude was instantly like catapulted. That song now, it's only like a year and a half old. It has a quarter of a billion plays on Spotify and like and like 200 million like views on YouTube. And it wasn't even that long of a time period for a, a, new, a relatively new artist who's not on a humongous, massive label. And so, like, that just, it blew my mind. Because he just released a new album, like, a month ago or so. And I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of 80s-esque. And, uh, and in the description, it talked about, or in the little blurb, like, you know, Apple Music will add a little, like, breakdown sometimes to an album. Yeah. It, like, talked about that, how quickly his success had, like, ramped up. And I looked at the numbers. I looked at the metrics, and I was like, whoa. I was like, this dude went doom he's either a plant or he or he just the the power of the internet bro yeah i mean it seemed like he just caught the right wave and like i think he is like an avid you know social media head um power of the internet bro like bro there's billions of people on the internet you put your shit out someone's gonna like it bro yeah someone's gonna like it yeah you never know like we have like like i just started because i I had like my own little internal website that we put demos on and just kind of you know uh just posted on there so if one of us wanted to listen to it we could at any time or you know because we had like google drives and different Mm -hmm. stuff we would share in private soundclouds well and then i started like i did a public little soundcloud album of just like i don't know 20 of our better demos and like yeah just putting that on and then like overnight we got like 40 followers without even really trying and like people like real people it wasn't just like bullshit comments like hey like mine i'll like yours and like you're yeah. like hey check my stuff out or whatever it was like actual like commentaries and this is great this is whatever but it was like it was just crazy because it's just like we stay in our heads for so long about like we gotta workshop it more we gotta do this kind of stuff more or whatever and then you just post it and then like i don't know it's just interesting sometimes especially given like thinking about the old days where it's like you had to work through the right channels you had to go through the label you had to go through uh, you had to know someone in the paper. You had to, you know, convince someone to or pay someone to do something. It's like now there's many. As long as you're clever, you can either pay and promote yourself ways, or like what you're saying with the power of the internet. It's like find the right influencer, get the right people to be interested. There's just so many avenues now to to grow yourself. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like I mean, there's like a lot of examples that 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 a lot of examples that being your own label or promotion or whatever just just betting on yourself that it works yeah most of the time it doesn't right i mean if you're trash you're trash but hard work sometimes can 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 cover you being trash Mm. (laughs) yeah but if you're not and and let's say you're not trash and you work hard bro like there's a lot of examples like even like i don't know much of his music but i appreciate his hustle is that dude uh russ Oh yeah, I, yeah. He dropped the. I think he was like. A, I've heard him several interviews. Like where mm-hmm. he's always like he used to drop a song every Friday, 
and for like two years and it took oh, him wow. a long time to, to finally get popping but it was two straight years of dropping a song every Dang. week and then it you know it just he right. popped one just day clicked yeah or it's like like uh i don't know it's a huge name reputable like ed sheeran i mean that dude busked i mean that dude was literally like his early days were just going to clubs and just trying stuff out until just the right i mean old school till the right stuff connected yeah uh, uh leon bridges bro oh yeah he, he was a, a bus boy at yeah. uh at uh rosas and he was doing like uh uh open mics at spots and then he got picked up yeah well because yeah because some dudes uh that, that uh, had a studio yeah what's that That's something city um midland city or no no by, but like those those yeah, I know what you're about, they, they record also like just that old school recording too like yeah, their studio set tech. up to where like it's all vintage yeah and bro i feel like you got to bet on yourself man whoever like whoever is like an artist or or whatever the i think it's silver city sound yeah it's in fort worth yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it looks nice and i feel like i've seen a lot of like that style like you know kind of vintage like artists like pull up there like i think i've seen uh gary clark mm. in the photos there and like uh john batiste oh yeah and that's there. just got a great voice uh yeah bro i mean everybody's well yeah and it's owned by uh the guys from white denim um it's a group from austin oh yeah i think they're the ones who uh who discovered him yeah. at the open mic mm -hmm. yeah I think, yeah yeah, and he did his. Uh, I don't think he's doing his next album through that one, but he mm. did his first two through there. Yeah, this one, he's going more R and B. Yeah, which is like I mean, he's evolving. He doesn't want to stick to the same. He's like you know, and I like it. But I, I like Leon Bridges' music. Oh like, yeah, I've yeah. been to like, like his. Uh, I think his past. Like, you know, like the when they do, he does like the big shows. Mm -hmm. I've been to those, and bro, he he sells out, man. Like, I, like oh yeah, he's you popular. Know? Like not a lot of people mention him, but like, bro, when you go to a show, it's packed. Like the at the oh uh, hell yeah at the Dos Equis Pavilion, bro, that mm. thing was packed. Like it was sold oh, dude, out, bro. E even back in the day, because I forget when his first album came out with the uh, yeah with the river and all that. But like Take we we saw room. we saw him at ACL the year that that came out, mm. and and he was one of the early. Was, was it seventh? No, was it fifteen? That would have been fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he 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 was like one of the lower, obviously one of the smaller names, and mm -hmm. he was like he got he came on at like one p.m. or you know some early yeah. time, but yeah, he wasn't and yeah he wasn't at one of the major stages because that's when we're the ones that play. But that crowd was huge. Like it was like it was a big group, and I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> it's like this, this dude is like resonating with folk, like big time, or like even like he pops up in random stuff that I don't expect or in conversations I don't expect. Like I think there was this one like Joe Rogan where he was. He had Donnell Rollins right. on. He was like River. Yeah, and he just kept singing it, and it was like, "What what song are you singing?" And he's like, "You don't know that song by Leon Bridges." I was like, "Oh yeah. wow, that's hilarious, man. That's yeah, awesome." Man. He'd be popping up at like random parties out here in the city, bro. He's like a regular dude from my, what I've seen, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Like, uh, I, that's what. But and it's also cool that they're young. He's young too. I yeah. think he's like thirty or something. Yeah. And it gives you kind of hope, you know, like right. if you're pursuing something and then you see someone that kind of, I mean, he doesn't look like me, right? But kind of, like, <laughs> you know, like in, in the sense where like, his, I like his story and like all that. Yeah. I'm like, man, if he could do it, man, like, you know, I feel like with the right amount of like hard work or whatever, you know, maybe, right? Yeah. 
and uh, I like that there's so many stories like that in our city, bro, in, in Dallas, oh, yeah. and Fort Worth, whatever. Yeah. And 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 you're not even too disconnected from these people, bro. Like you're literally one person away from this person that that is on this wild journey right. that their life changed, and that's cool. And it's like, man, that's dope. Like, uh, that could be me one day. All right. You know, that's a creator's dream, right? Yeah, but Let's it's like there. there's a point where you stop dreaming and you start fucking hustling, bro. Right. Well, I feel like that's what COVID did to me, where it was like when you're in school, when you're, I mean, high school, yeah. I mean, both of us were in that world in high school, like dreaming of like, oh, what, what's after? What's after? While, you know, putting years in the audio video practice and stuff like that. But then like you get out in the real world. And like what I said, it's like, you know, I, I went to the career field. I had bad professors that kind of freaked me out. And I was like, all right. I mean, I won't do that. They all yeah. look the same too, right? Like the, the older white dude with the white beard. Or he's bald, yeah. It's, it's like, like the all... white, nice beard. Perfect beard, bro. White hair. <laughs> they all look like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. That's what all my professors look like that, bro. Like the, the video ones. The ones, yeah. I didn't even like, uh, I didn't even graduate with that, bro. Because like when I transferred to Texas State, uh-huh. I didn't do video anymore like that. Because mm. I didn't, wasn't learning shit, bro. They were teaching us like the stuff we learned in high right. school. Dude, yeah. And that's nothing that burnt me out. As I was like, I already know how to do this I was like, stuff. this is expensive. I'm not going to pay for this, Yeah, this, bro. this is boring. Like what? It's like, I'm only doing this because I thought I could get the next level or use their equipment. And, like, and no, you're like, not. Yeah. No one knows anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it was annoying. But anyways. COVID, that's what COVID shook me up. Because hey, like, I, I, I've been a salesperson for six years, an outside salesperson too. So I'm not just sitting there processing an account and just, you know, running through the motions. Is this code work? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh. He's checking out the QR right, code. <laughs> <It's> dope. <laughs> cool. But yeah, dude. And, uh, uh, well, here, check out my business card. Um, but yeah, and like I've been pushing it, man, because like I own my house, like yeah. I, I like I I've a grown put, man. Well, because I wanted to make it, because like I said, I don't come for money. I wanted to make this work and and do this yeah. right. And uh, and so I, I've been pushing myself for the sales job for a long time, maintaining a lot of branding and marketing projects for tons of people across the nation. And then when COVID happened and all that kind of bottomed out, yeah. I was like, what do I what what do I feel? Uh, uh, a natural drive to do. I was like, well, I love to make music, but I love to talk about it. Like, cause I realized that like, man, when we were in media tech, you know, that's how I got turned on to a lot of rap artists. A lot of artists that like, I was just, that wasn't my culture. It wasn't we're my world. in class with the legends, bro. <laughs> Young nation, bro. <laughs> Young nation. Legends, man. They're like my um, favorite. They're my favorite group of all time, bro. It's like, it's like, they're like tears above the Backstreet Boys, in sync, bro. One Direction, Young Nation, bro. They're all my yeah. Mount Everest. I swear to God, bro. Like, yeah. Are, are they still going? They're. I think they're back together. Uh, they're back together. But brother, if you should see it, man, they, they put they changed. They were too ahead of their time, bro. I feel like everyone sounds like them now. All these new people coming up. You go to a, a party somewhere in Texas, and they play Young Nation. Everybody goes crazy, bro. Hmm. Like they, they're literally, like they shifted the culture, or like they're they're legends, man. And I feel like they didn't get the flowers they deserve. What were their names? Because I knew them. I can't remember. Uh, Kendall and the yeah. and the uh, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. That's right. It was I was B Reed and Fame. 
Right, yeah, but I didn't know him by that. You remember they would be in the studio oh, in yeah. the back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my first year, yeah, they were in my class, I think, the first year. Or, or they were Yeah, in, we were in the same class. Yeah. And yeah, because cause, yeah, I remember the campaigns. They tried to do like a freestyle campaign, like ad, like <laughs> get it, get it, go, vote for me. Uh, yeah, you all ready? No. Ah, uh, yeah, man. I, I remember yeah. those days, bro. That's, that's dope, man. Like they, they I swear, brother, they, they're my one of my favorite artists, mm. bro. Are yeah. they on streaming? I haven't thought about yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're on time. Spotify and everything. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna look them up just so I don't forget. <laughs> yeah man they had a while it's cool because like, bro we were like 15 16 right and they were like they were like having shows and you know like right. they, had a, they had a career bro like we were like like 16 they'll be touring with artists and whatnot oh wow yeah <laughs> how crazy man <laughs> i haven't thought yeah. about them in a long time yeah dude. bro like they uh... yeah <laughs> Wow, man, it's a throwback. Get it, get it, go. Work, work. Drop it to the flow. <laughs> work the no bows. Wow. Tell me what throwback. you know. But yeah, yeah man. man. But uh, yeah, so anyways, COVID just got me back in that thinking of like, what what do I like to talk about? And what, what can I uh, get the hustle out? You know, because I, I just have that hustle, not gene. I don't think it's a gene. It's like I just have that, that, that I got bit by it. You're I, a mercenary. I'm just, I got to do something. Like, I, I like a plan. I like to see the plan work out. And I like to get something out of the plan. And I like it to be a social plan, right? And it's like those things, that's what made me an effective salesperson. Well, I'm also talking this way because I used to do like uh, 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 in the interview things, we would do like the breakdown, like the personality breakdown. You're going you're gonna to make me buy some business cards? I am I'll go hook you up, bro. 10,000 business cards, bro. Yeah, dude. I'll hook it up. Twenty percent off for real though. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but but that kind of tact, you know, got me into a lot of doors here in businesses. And then when COVID happened, I was like, man, I want a outlet because I couldn't I couldn't play with uh, musicians because we yeah. took like that, what like two like March through like almost June, like we didn't see each other, just playing it safe, didn't know what was happening, all that kind of shit. And uh, man, I just you know I just had the the weird you know feeling of like I gotta get this out, I gotta do something. I'm not. I could, it's like an athlete. I, I've been running, and then now I'm like, when am I going to run again? When am I going to do this again? And so then I, I was like, man, I'm going to put the same kind of hustle into myself. I'm going to invert all these things I do for all these other companies. Yeah. And all these things I like doing in my personal time, playing music and talking about music, is like I'll make that the product. And it's cool. It's fun, dude. I yeah. feel like that's overall, it's fun. I, I, it's fun. Yeah. yeah so I as mean, long I as you're having it. fun with it, bro, like it's cool. Yeah. And, and as long as I just don't. I don't get uh, uh, set and too comfortable. I'm like, hey, I nah, said bro. Yeah, you gotta like do something like you know what? Like next time you have not me, but like your next guest, you just gotta punch them, go viral, bro. <laughs> Boom, numbers. I'm telling you, bro. Do something. <laughs> do something out. Well, I'm I'm supposed to be interviewing the uh, mayor of Arlington soon. Swing on him, bro. <laughs> bah, bah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. You're gonna cut that out anyways. Uh, also, I'm not gonna cut that out. <laughs> But Wait. he's also a comedian, so don't take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to talk to you about that too, man. I mean, we'll, I know you brought up your musical and stuff, but how long have you been in comedy? Man, like, I mean, I, I since I was like 10, I, I've always I wanted to do that, right? Mm. But, um, but yeah, no, but see, just to get, be clear, bro, I, I enjoy talking about music. It wasn't to promote anything that I, that I said yes to come here, but I swear. 
<laughs> Anyways, I got something coming out, bro, pretty soon. Where's my stickers at? Let me put my sticker in front of the camera. Oh, I didn't bring my stickers, shit. brother. I'm kidding. Uh, nah, uh, I've been doing uh, stand-up since, like, well, I did my first open mic in in 2014 at Hyenas. Okay, yeah. I, I, I always was interested in stand-up, bro. I, I think, well, I didn't even know what it was. Like, the first time I ever saw it was uh, George Lopez, uh, that Why You Crying? Mm-hmm. I was, like, 10 years old, I think. And, uh... Like, the, the early George Lopez was fire, bro. Oh, yeah. Fire. The Dude. new stuff, I haven't seen it, but, like, oh, like the early. Stand-up? Yeah, but the the so, early, yeah. fire. Oh, his early stand-up and his show, man, we it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and and that, that kind of, like, you know, just made me think about just, I was like, what what is that, bro? That's crazy. How is he? This guy's famous, but is it, that's not even that. I didn't even know he was famous like that. I just, I, I saw it. Uh, my, my cousin had a DVD. Huh. And I, we play. I was like, "Why is this so funny, bro? Oh my <laughs> god, it's so funny!" I was, I was crying, laughing, and like, it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, just comedy just kept, like, I, um, this show called La Hora de Reves, Eugenio de Reves. It was like a, it was like the Chappelle show, but it, uh, in Spanish. Mm. And like, I don't know, I just I was always like, attracted to like, like, uh, like thoughtful, funny, like ideas or whatever, right? Yeah. When I would see it on TV, but so like, clever. Yeah, but it was always on my mind, and like, yeah, I just decided to, to do it. You know, in 2014, I would go to open mics and just watch it, and just be so nervous because everybody was older at that time. Oh uh, yeah, I was like 19, but like, I feel like there's more. It's still rare to see younger people, yeah. but everybody's older, bro. Everybody's like my age now. They're like 27, mm. 30s, 40s. So everybody, everybody was older, and like everybody was like, like uh, either like. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, super, like, the styles were different, right? So, I was like, man, fuck it, I'm going to go up. So, I went up that one time, bombed, bro. Terrible. Horrible. Nobody nobody laughed. Uh, and I did it again. Nobody laughed. And that's how it is, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. when you start. And then. Well, you got to sharpen yourself on something, right? Yeah, and then, and then, like, there's that one day where something hits. Like, one of these, you worked it out to where, yeah. like, oh, it hits. And once once you like hear like the whole room laugh, bro, you just forever. You're like, oh my god, man, I got got to figure out how to do this again and again and again and again and again. (laughs) And then that's when it started, bro, like 2014. So it's been like, what is it? Dang, oh my god, yeah, seven years or about. Yeah, but like this whole since COVID and stuff, I really haven't like been out. Yeah, but I, you know, I, you know, I'm constantly trying to to get better and like and work on on just writing or or just evolving my idea of what comedy is bro so yeah. like and that's why like since like all that COVID since COVID happened yeah I couldn't be like out you know Test- doing open mics yeah, or even shows it, or whatever yeah. I was like man I'm gonna do like a musical or something so we shot it uh we shot it we started shooting it last year bro and like uh at the end of November mm. But it's like I was overthinking it. I was like, man, ah, it's not good, blah blah. And it was just me or like whoever could help me shoot it, right? Yeah. Like you know, the homies will pull up and help me shoot it. And I was like, ah, man, it's not perfect, blah blah. But now I'm just like, I'm gonna put it out. I just want to put it out because it's something fun. And I actually played it back. I'm I'm ninety percent done with it. I just need one scene. Mm. And like this person kept flaking on me, but I I found another person. Nice. Um, how long do you think it's gonna? It's like be? it's like fifteen minutes, ten oh, minutes. Cool. It, but it's it's like literally. So, <clears throat> 
when I thought of this, I was I was like, damn, the one of my inspirations, Lee Manuel Miranda. He's like a Latino dude that does musicals and it's like rap or whatever. I would always say that, but I had never seen any of his work. I was just like, I just, but that's why representation matters, bro. Mm. It's like, I don't even know this dude's work. Yeah. But like, he inspires me because I don't know anyone else like, like him or or like a Latino that's doing like musicals or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't even seen his shit. Like, (laughs) but I saw in the Heights and it's, it's great. I like it a lot. Oh, you so you, you did see it. I just saw In the Heights like a couple weeks ago. But my musical, right. I did it like in, in at the end of uh, November, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> That's what you told me. You're like, it's like In the Heights, but I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, so. yeah I, saw <laughs> I was it. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I saw it. I actually saw it like that day we were talking. Oh, okay. It was like I said it and I was like, what? what Bro, it's on HBO. <laughs> I didn't know it was on HBO. Oh, there you go. It's good. <laughs> it's good. And like the thing is like, see, all the musicals sound like that. It's like, and I was in theater too, right? Um, and all the musicals sound like the, if they're rapping, it's not the rap that I listen to, bro. Yeah. I'm from Texas, bro. I listen to some, you know, Texas shit or like, even like just some, like, you know, like I listen, I listen to like musical rap, you know, right. where it's very clean and just very consistent. Yeah. So like this one, <laughs> I wanted to pay homage to what I grew up listening to, you know, mm. I grew up listening to like, you know, like, you know, like Pimp C, uh, Big Tuck, uh, and then like in Spanish too, like corridos, mm. you know, uh, just like you know Chalino, what's Chalino Sanchez, um, you know uh, La Banda, what's it like uh, Horoscopos de Durango, just like you know grupos or whatever. But like mm. paying homage, if you're a young person, a Hispanic dude, a black dude, a white dude from Texas, you're what you're the people you're surrounded by, or like the music, the culture is different than like the shit that we're used to seeing that's like the latinos from new york which mm. is dope but that's not what we relate to bro right you know i don't know i don't know any dominicans which is i want to know some if, i mean what's up like you know like <laughs> yeah no, but like you know like it's like that's what i give the thought of even like people like they think us latinos like the latinos they see on tv that are like from new york or like from the caribbean and yeah. that's why they think we're all like Rico Suaves, and nah, bro. It's just like it's, that's not what it is. Yeah. Which I, I, I respect that because those people do exist. Yeah. And and they dominate own, the East Coast. Their own but thing. in the South, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do a musical, just like risk it and like you know pay homage to like I got some Boogie songs in there. You know, some paying homage to Dallas Boogie, and then like, it's gonna be several episodes. This is the first episode, and it's oh, like okay, cool. And there's like it's in Spanish and in, and in English. It's just I wanted to be how I communicate, bro. Like, if I'm talking to my homies, you know, like, uh, you know, like, the, like uh, not Hispanic, that, you know, I'm, in, I'm talking in English, you know, or like yeah. that don't speak Spanish. But if it's like my cousin that is from Mexico, yeah, we talk in English and in Spanish. Like, yeah. we just mix it up yeah, wherever it fits, yeah. you know? And then I have a song that's in Spanish and like, uh, and it's cool bro we just we're having, we had fun with it but that, that's at the end of the day it was fun bro like yeah it, that's awesome I, I had people come through and like and uh that were down to be in it and it's i feel like it's different mm. where where all did you film uh around dallas man and i, I um this restaurant <clears throat> it's on jefferson it's still they have like the lucha libre mask uh i forgot what, what it was called but oh i know what you're, which one you're talking <clears throat> about i don't remember what they, they let me use uh, the bar in there like the they have a nice bar and they let mm. me shoot a scene in there uh i'm shooting in the streets in my apartment i'm making it into like a restaurant or like you know like 
I'm gonna make it look like a restaurant. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and that's pretty much it, bro. Like, uh, we try to keep it simple because <clears throat> when you don't have a budget and you have a big crew, or you only have a crew, and that's how you learn. This I learned the hard way. I I wanted so many different moving pieces when without having a crew that it's so hard to make it happen oh, and that's yeah. why you got to think okay i know <clears throat> it's mostly me or whoever's down to help me i got to make it simple to like simple as in like we don't have to we can't be in in at this park and then go to this park and go to the street no let's make it work to we're in one area yeah maybe inside my place my apartment or in the street sidewalk corner the park like around the corner yeah make it work where it's doable and yeah. it's you know like not like think of something impossible because right. you don't have that budget yeah because the budget zero dollars you or know the, the more time you have this people that are just helping you yeah the... I, yeah bro i had too many potential people that were going to be in it this and that but then People did come through though, you know. And some funny people. I have a lot of comedians are that were down to be in it. And that nice. I mean, they're in it. Yeah. From the city, <clears throat> and um, and they're funny, bro. Like, I mean, I, I like it, man. See, I don't really if I watch comedies or whatever, like movies uh-huh. or like TV shows. It's rare that like you know the show, uh, the Little Dicky show. Yeah. Dave. That show's good. I like it, bro. Like it's funny. It's Dave, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Atlanta's funny. It's kind of that style, but the uh. It, what motivated me was a uh, flight of the concords mm. yeah it's kind of like that where they cut into music yeah on some funny shit like yeah but it's from texas nice that's awesome some tejas <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm just having fun with it bro like i got people that also do uh, music they're homies that are like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they can be in it like in yeah just, throw me in yeah like bro like <clears throat> i got if you tell me you're gonna be in it, if you're down, I'm gonna write you in. Yeah, man, do it. All right, cool. Librarian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome, man. Where are you gonna Where are you gonna post it? Or where's it YouTube? Gonna be? It's gonna be on YouTube, man. Just keep it simple. YouTube, <clears throat> Instagram, post clips of it. Um, just keep it simple, bro. Like, I just want to put it out, man. Because you don't never, you never know. Like, you know, in my mind, it's never gonna be perfect. Yeah. Right. But I I I I I laugh, bro. It's funny, man. Like people that I show laugh and like, yeah. and they're not like I don't have like just like, they're not laughing because they feel sorry for me. I think it's <laughs> good. No, you think it's funny. We that's laugh. what they told me. But they laughed. <laughs> that's good. They laughed. But uh, nah, bro. It's it's funny, man. Like uh, I'm just gonna put it out because, bro. Like, have you seen the show Insecure? No. By Issa Rae. Mm-mm. Biggest show on HBO, bro. Oh really? She has four seasons. Now she has her own like uh, studio and like company. Like one of the biggest like directors right now out, bro. Issa Rae. Mm. She started her show by just posting it on YouTube, and it was like done with like a shitty camera. Everything was overexposed. The audio was all bad, but mm. the story was good. Uh-huh. Got picked up by Pharrell, and and on his YouTube channel, and then she and then she got picked up by HBO, and now it's like one of the best shows. Like, huh. a, that's multiple seasons and, like, yeah, yeah. bro, she started off YouTube because she just took a wow. chance and she just put it out, bro. Yeah. Well, that's just crazy. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, because, like, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if you're into the Marvel shit, but I think the, the director for that new Loki TV show that's out right now, she did kind of the same thing. She threw out, like, an idea of a good story concept mm-hmm. and would do, like, random little videos or something like that. I think I'm thinking of the right person. And then, yeah, uh, so, some executive 
just saw them or like that's that's cool style that's what we're looking for she shot her shot bro yeah. you shoot your shot man like yeah. you never you never know bro. yeah like or, or like or like local radio shit has gotten easier than ever it's like you don't just you know try to get to the dj and give him a cd and then hope he listens to it it's like no dude they have submission uh, uh tabs on their website go on there send send them a single you know when you remaster it again you know because like what you said you didn't think it was good enough you didn't even hear back from the radio host send it again say hey we did artwork for it this time just wanted to send you another bass until they are like yeah we're gonna play it tomorrow morning like oh shit you know just like you or like this show when i'm reaching out to people like a few of my shows i've been able to use music in long lengths throughout like their actual tracks because i got permission but sometimes i want to hear from them for weeks i'm like man i'm about to record the show man and then the week before i would just start hitting them up like crazy dm them and I hit up their label again. Let me hit up this thing. And eventually one of them was like, hey, thank you for your persistence. We'll allow this or whatever. I'm like, all right, yes. So it's like, finally, it's just like, like I said, that, that sales nature that, that's rewarded me in my career, it just, it kept, made me feel safe. It made me feel like I could, I could bring, bring home the bacon, but it's kind of expected because this job just facilitates that. But with this, it felt much more on my own back. It was like, you're the creator, host, producer, everything. I mean, like the website's all me, the, literally the signs are all me too. And, and it's just the physical stuff. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, sometimes I wish I had a partner. Sometimes I wish things were different, but it's like, there's times, man, like I said, it's only been seven months. Where like it's crazy looking back and being like, wow, this is episode eighteen. Wow, you know, it's like I've, I've done this and that, or it's like I've like a like business card I just handed you. It's like, cool. I thought when I did that, I'd be like at a really good point. It's like I'm even further than I thought I would be when I would, you know, or, or I don't feel satisfied yet, you know. Which to me, it's like a it's like a healthy uh, form of hunger. It's like man, I I, yeah. I, I thought I was would be further along, but I kind of don't mind it. You should because, be thankful for that, bro. Like yeah. that you wake up with ambition every right. day, bro. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean, especially dude, being a sales manager, uh that woke me up big time to thinking like, well, I'm leading other salespeople. They're queued up to be ambitious, right? They're hunters, right? That's why we hired them. And then, you know, then you deal with their traits, you deal with the the lack of that ambition or 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 an assumption that things will will come to them or that they think life is just reaction it's not proactivity and mm. like it's like wow it's like you don't just respond Ooh, to things you know good. your take on things isn't just enough and it's like why aren't you trying to spin things why aren't you trying to carve out your own lane and like you know and i, and I think i get some of that you know from my dad you know like his music ear he always went to the alternative you know he'd listen you know in the 70s he was listening to the I mean, he was like the the hipster of the hippies in his time. You know, it's like when Brian Eno was new and he's using all these synthesizers for the first time and all these this music that people thought was just weird. It's like my dad was just obsessed with it because he's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like that's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> like that's awesome. And it's like I don't know. It's like I I I prefer that. I prefer that alternative, you know, take and to always feel like there's something to evolve. There's something always to work out. And um, I don't know. It's like. I don't, I don't want to just be reactive. I want to create something. I, I, I want to be on the cutting edge, not just because I admire it and appreciate, you know, what it does to me or like the, the momentary uh, enjoyment I get out of it. Like what we're saying, we like to create. It's like, I want to create. I want to get that out. Not just so I can compete against these other big names or just my neighbor that's also doing it with me. You know, whether it's comedy, making music, making mm -hmm. a video or, or, or a show or whatever. It's like, I'm just doing it because like, 
I don't know. I just have that drive where it's like, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay at this. Like, I think I'm good enough to where I keep myself at it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I haven't had anybody tell me I'm shit. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. pray, I pray, I pray, uh, as much as like uh, every once in a while that, that never leaves me that ambition. Right. Never. I've always been like driven like that, you know, like hmm. I hope it never leaves, bro. Because when it does, What's Damn, like? you're dead, bro. I feel like you. Like, some people are dead, but they're alive, bro. Like they mm. just like it's going through the motions. Yeah, but I feel like that's why you gotta meditate, pray, or whatever you do to to stay focused, bro. Yeah. Like find ways to refocus well, or, or, or really understand what it means to be present. Like and understanding, like at any time you could change whatever you don't like. I mean, yeah, for the most part, that's cool. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, yeah, for the most part, right? Not all the time. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's, there's a lot of boundaries. You're gonna be a piece of shit for your whole life. Some people yeah or or it's like me it's like i said it's like i i don't come from money and like everything that i've worked on i like like me uh uh um, back in like 2015 when i decided to not uh pursue audio video uh, um education it's like that freaked me out and i was like okay i don't want to do that because i want consistency i'm you know, i've been afraid all my life of debt it's like i don't want to go into a big university just so i can get a better degree so i can potentially do a little bit better in that in that media world i was like that's still going to be cutthroat like i just don't think i'm going to be able to pay the bills and feel comfortable because i just don't have a i don't have a safety net right Mm -hmm. and so that's why i switched to marketing and win the sales because i was like you know what i'm going to build up that safety net on my own i was like i'm just going to take care of russell i'm going to focus in and i'm going to lay a foundation and then once i'm comfortable Let's try and mix things up. It's like, I'm not gonna be stagnant and just always think I'm gonna work the rest of my life. It's like, I wanna work on things that I think are worthwhile. And and yeah, I mean, I'm super thankful. I mean, this this jo- this show is a lot of work, but it's a, I don't know, I enjoy it, you know, cause it's stuff we know, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, it, 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 it was weird getting into this and, you know, oh dude, editing my first video episode was like the first time I had edited something two hours long with multi cameras and like, four or five years or something like that and it was just like i don't know it was just, it felt crazy because i was like oh man i used to do this like daily like this was like the normal and i've just been so in like the sales world so comfortable with like go to the office make some money or you know make some deals go home go back and just keep keep it up you know until you're fine or whatever yeah but now it's like that's fine but it's like i just i, I like what you said i don't want to lose the ambition I want to keep this up, man, until something clicks. So I get the right sponsor. So we get to the right people. But it's just, yeah. I mean, that's that's something I never. I hope the same. What you just Our said. Our favorite podcasts or whatever shows, they all started with episode one, bro. Oh, big time. You yeah. go back and listen to the first Joe Rogan episode. Oh, dude, they're so shitty. Yeah, like you yeah, ever see you ever see the video episodes of like his first episode? Yeah, they're all like on webcam and like, it's like super dark. You can't but even I barely like, see. But it. I, I I like them, bro. Like yeah. sometimes they're good. You know, they're cool. You know, it's just it's cool, bro. Like I feel like I, I mean in Dallas, I don't really know much many people doing podcasts. Like you know, uh, like I've I met a couple of people, but none of them are trying. It's like De Colores Radio. Mm. It's two Mexican chicks They're from Oak Cliff. Uh-huh. Well, they do it in Oak Cliff. They're not from Oak Cliff, but like they they shoot it in Oak Cliff. Mm. <clears throat> it's popping. They're popping too. Like mm. they've had like live shows and all that. Like I mean, they're they're. What's their show about? Uh just pop culture. Oh, yeah, just stuff commentary. like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it in a while. I think uh, I don't even know if they stopped recording or something. But mm. like when it was going on, like it was popping, bro. Like what's it called? Uh, De Colores. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That one, that's the only one I know from Dallas. Yeah, uh, I, I know some like sports ones, but they're real casual, you know, and like no one, I haven't seen anyone that. Oh, comedians have them too. Like stand up comedians like Luis Juarez, Midnight. Mm. But that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Hey, speaking of, huh. that, never mind, I thought it was somebody that. Wait, I think that, <laughs> see that dude, he's a comedian right there. You know him? No, no, I don't know that guy. Yeah. Forgot his name, but he, he won Best Comic in Texas. Are you sure? Yeah. Let's pull him up. I forgot his name. I'll tell you. I'll 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 find his name. That'd be funny if that is him. Yeah, he's like a computer uh, scientist or whatever, but he's funny. He's legit. He tours all over the place. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah. So where do you mainly uh, perform when you do stand up? Um. All the open mics, man, they're all over the city. There's, like, several around, like, at the... They have them at the, at the comedy spots, which are, like, Hyenas is, like, the main one in, yeah. in, on Mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the Improv has them, and, like, several bars have them around the city. Has that a comedy club been deep element? Uh, it closed yet? down. No, it just it closed down, I think, for forever. Wow. Well, I hope they open it again, though, but supposedly it was closed down, like, you know? Yeah. Closed down, closed down. Yeah, because, yeah, because I... I mean, I work down there a lot because, I mean, my office, like, literally my office is, like, a few blocks. Oh, well, wrong way. This way. Um, and I do a lot of work for different uh, Westdale communities down in Deep Ellum. Mm. Um, and, like, yeah, it's like I, I saw they had the for lease, like, sign up at one point, but it's gone now. Um, but none of the signs have been touched. And in my world, like. I hope well, it's going to open up again. I feel like maybe, like. You know how like all these comedians move, like even like how like even like Joe Rogan moved to Texas. I feel like he low key might have invested in many clubs. Oh yeah, I think maybe there's a fund or something. Cause over there, oh, Cap City yeah. in Austin is like the legendary club over there. Mm. It closed down too. Oh really? <clears throat> yeah, cause he's been doing his stuff at uh, what is it, Volks or what is? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vulcan I mean, I've been to a bunch of shows there for like South by and like just. Mm. Uh, when I used to stay over there, I used to live in San Marcos. San Marcos. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because you said you went to Texas State. Yeah, and that's how I fell in love with, like, the whole blues thing because, like, you go to Austin any weekday. Oh, yeah. Ant- Anton's, bro. Antoine's or... Yeah, Anton's, yeah. I-, I will go up there just, like, on a random day by myself and just, like, they'll be... That's how I, like, like blue because I had a certain thought about, like, country and blues or whatever. But with the, I see, I will see him playing live there, you know, like, uh, old, like, 80-year-old black dude just on a guitar, like... Like, I'm like, bro, this is... Man, this is dope, bro. The, the solos make sense now. <laughs> yeah, bro, just 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 killing it, bro. The blue and these. I love my woman. You know, like yeah, something about that. But like other shows, like the Skylark over there. It's like this. Uh, it's on Airport Boulevard. I haven't been there in like four years. I think it's still there. Mm. It's in an alley, dark alley. It's kind of hidden. You walk in. There's like uh like these trucks in the way. Like these like uh box trucks. It looks like it's just a box truck parking lot. Oh. You keep walking, and it's like this badass bar. Huh. It's kind of hidden, and it's like a blues bar, and they're just jamming out there, too, bro. Huh. Like, but yeah, that's man, cool. there's some dope spots over there, oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah. what kind of gets you, like, you know, <clears throat> like, just wanting to know more and, like, and like just be around that scene, bro, because it's dope, you know? Yeah, like, yeah man. But man, that's all those artists. <laughs> yeah, now here it's like that too, man. There's like a uh, balcony club and over there on Lake, uh, what is it, Lakewood area? Uh, yeah, they will play jazz there too every day. But I think it's I think it's opening up again. Yeah, that, yeah, and we're in that we're still in that wake up period where like I don't know, definitely by like uh, winter time, I feel like stuff will be way back to normal. Well, I feel like 
spring of next year will be like the really obvious normal time. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that's that's interesting about about that that comedy club because uh, yeah because then it, it wasn't even open that long right and then COVID happened and yeah then... where Black's Barbecue where Black's Barbecue is right now uh-huh. that used to be the original well like not the original but like that was where uh, Dallas Comedy House was before that it was where uh, Dots is right now oh really yeah that used to be the original like well not I think that was where they had it well that's where they had it in like 2014 oh okay and then it moved to uh to that location where Black's Barbecue is, mm-hmm. and they got that building behind Black's Barbecue. Yeah, the green one. And it had just opened it, too. It was open right. for, like, a year or two, I think. I don't even think it was a year yet. Yeah, and, like, it's, you know, shit happened. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, bro, like, I mean, they were making zero money, you know? So, like, yeah. they probably, and I don't know if they got the PPE or whatever. I don't know, but, yeah, it sucked, dude. Like, I, that was a great place. And, like, I liked going to the mic there, you know? Mm. And it would have been super cool if it was still open now because I live, like, literally down the street from that. Yeah, that's why I asked. I was like, man, it's right there. That's just crazy. And I see it all the time because I do a lot of work for the Baylor uh, buildings down there. Mm-hmm. So I'll go down there for surveys, and I'll, you know, take a left on Worth Street on the – forget what, what the connection is. I don't know what the street is. But whatever street, it, it's, it, it's, it's on uh, oh, adjacent yeah, it's on, to. Yeah, it's on uh, Elm and uh... – forgot but yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one the one we both forgot is the street but that's uh yeah and i see it all the time and i was like man I was like, that's a great looking spot i was like that sucks mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i hope it opens again yeah well, I, yeah well, i i hope what, what you said like with with joe rogan coming to texas like i wonder if more people are investing in texan comedy just because the atmosphere you know is moving or or perceptually it's it, it, people think like oh you know well rogan moved down here well but a bunch of big name artists are like having shows in austin like on you know oh yeah and well, they're bringing back even like vulcan bro like vulcan was probably dead you know and like they brought you know revenue back to the venues they're bringing yeah. money back to certain venues over yeah. there that are legendary yeah well yeah. i well because like in 2016 you know like a lot of like big corporations moved to dallas because like a lot of people like like Toyota moved down here. I think like Seven Eleven moved down here. I mean, and a bunch of other manufacturers Facebook, and stuff. Yeah, Google, uh, Uber. Every, everybody's uh, down here. Everybody, yeah, because we're Texas. we're right in the middle. We're right in the middle of the country, and it's much easier to service the ends uh, from the from the middle than from the outs. And the uh, uh, and I just feel like that's I don't know. I, I, it's going to cause a different scene or I or, or a speed. I feel like of, of of certain media things or certain scenes than we're accustomed to. Thank you. Like what you said. Like or like that Dayglow guy. It's like how did that guy blow up? It's like well, the city 15 years ago did not have the millions of people it has now. Or in certain cities, you know, or like in Austin particularly, big time in Austin. Mm-hmm. That it's just it's not what it was 15 years ago or even five years ago. It's just constantly growing. And I mean, like the real estate out there is outrageous. Like it's so expensive, and mm-hmm. uh, but people are just—it's the happening spot. It's you know, and if you travel a lot for work, it's like, oh, well, that's a good spot to live in. And it's like, oh, why not just live down there? And to be an artist, like you know, even live music, like well, live events, comedy, whatever. Um, young people that are working these jobs, like at Toyota or like Facebook, Google, whatever, they got money. They're trying to be entertained. So they yeah. go out to these shows, which is a good thing, you know. Like, yeah, they got. If you're doing stand up over here, you know, I feel like it's, there's more of an opportunity, especially in the film, that you're gonna have these people going to your shows, maybe. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Most of the time they don't. There's nobody at the shows sometimes. Never Once know. Once they do, <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, but yeah, bro. Like that's the. I'm excited for everything to open up again, man. Like, 
Man, I even if I man, I've done stand up in front of like two people. I've done stand up in front of like six six hundred people, seven hundred mm. people. It feels great either way, bro. Yeah, it feels amazing either way. Obviously, it's better when it's seven hundred, but oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, I I appreciate both, bro. Like, so I'm excited for to get back out there again, bro. Let's talk shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully one day it's for a living. Yeah, man. Not hopefully. Uh, it's gonna be for a living. There you go. But we just gotta work. Yeah, it is always work. <laughs> yeah, man, and then perform too, bro. We, hey, man, we're bringing music out too, bro. Like, it's going down, bro. Like, yeah, I'm dude. excited. Yeah, what's uh? Have you done anything recently? Any stand up stuff? Not stand up. No, no. Uh, just working on the, uh, on the on the music Amazing. for the musical. Um, like I was saying, like I shot my shot. I hit up Dustin Cavazos, and he he uh produced two songs mm. on it. Bro, this guy's done uh, the the Transformers uh, soundtrack and like Tay Money, what? you know. Wow. And he decided to help me. So I was like, okay, bro, all right, appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow. How'd you uh, link up with him? Man, nah, I've been knowing Dustin for since like high school. Mm. Like, uh, that's also like you know like some of the people that you know you see him do what they do. He's followed his dream. He literally bet on himself. Like, you know, just straight up music. You know, mm-hmm. he used to do, he used to rap, but then he just became like a producer. But he's just always talking about, yeah, bro, I just I'm following my dream, man. And like, that kind of rubs off on, on people, you oh, know, yeah. like, oh shit, that's cool. That's dope, man. I'm doing the same thing too, bro. Yeah. But yeah. he fucked with the idea, bro. He liked the idea. He, 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 he was like, oh, this is funny, man. Like, you know, like I, I like what you're trying to do and that's it. Nice. I feel like people in the city support each other, you know? Well, hustlers support hustler. Yeah, bro, they support each other. And like we, uh, he, he, you know, I'm really thankful that that he wanted to work with me. You yeah. know that, and he's he took time out of his day to make two tracks happen. Yeah, the Spanish one, and uh, and he literally did every instrument on the Spanish one. We just came with the chords, hmm. and he played like guitar and like the little what's that the the guitar that's on the table that the uh, sliding guitar. Yeah, the, yeah, all that. Nice. Dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your your piece. Have you? Hey, whoa, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> have you? Uh, have you uh, seen any shows? Like stand up shows or uh, or music? Um, concerts. Man, no, bro. Like I, I haven't, man. Like, mm. dang, I haven't, bro. I think it's just I've seen Leon Bridges. I got a party. He was singing. Hmm. I was in the, yeah, uh, that was it. Mm. Like, but like an actual show, dude, I don't even know. Yeah. I just, you know, when you go to church and like the band plays, that's yeah. it. But like, yeah. Yeah, like I went to my first concert. Which uh, one? Two weeks ago. And this guy's called uh, Israel Nash. He's kind of like a Texas country psychedelic kind of artist. It's like Sturgill Simpson uh, type guy? A little bit, but a little more on the psychedelic side. Um, cool. He's a cool dude. He's got a, his last three albums are really good. Um, before that, it's a little more like basic country-esque, country-esque. I just like his more psychedelic stuff, the more like just weird stuff. But anyways, uh, but they he performed at the Firehouse Firehouse Gastro Park in Grand Prairie. It's a brand new venue that just opened up mm. like a month before COVID hit or something like that. Dang. And and so they're they're built in like the original Grand Prairie, like downtown Grand Prairie Firehouse. And so I think they they were they've made it they made it through all covid without you know any real events or, or huge you know big events or experience 
um but they uh it's man it's an awesome spot it's it's really cool it's uh it, the the venue like part of it's all outdoors but it's got like kind of like uh mild canopies like small canopies everywhere um it's a small stage but like man if you if you you know really like someone and they're gonna play there it's just a great intimate setting and then the bar and uh like restaurant area stuff is super cool it's very is it like the Kessler? very hip it's like the Kessler uh, on, on davis kind of but it's it's much more like open concept it's like it's it's more like the um oh, i'm forgetting there's a we're going there later this month to see a selena cover band actually uh there's a there's a venue out in the colony i think it's called like la la cantina or oh la, yeah vulcan no it's like vulcan i know what you're talking about i've seen it yeah, yeah. right across the street from uh top golf and that shit yeah yeah, 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 it's kind of like that. Okay. Not with the lake or the yeah. you know moat that wraps around it, but it's open and there's yeah. like a nice building right next to it. I mean, you should check it out, man. Um, it looks like mainly the stuff going through there is like rock and alternative people right now. But I mean, they're a brand new venue. I'm, I'm going to have them on the show, um, the owners. I'm going to interview them and stuff um, in a few weeks. But um, yeah, man, they're just trying to grow. I mean, they were stunted by COVID and now they're just doing whatever they can. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool spot, man. I'm really looking forward to going back there. Cool, man. Yeah, bro. Like for like shows, like it's just uh, the only shows uh, as of now is like you know Chicano. Uh, Chicano Batman at the Granada and also ACL. Oh, you're gonna go? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean the lineup. I mean it's you know. I'm honestly most excited to see Eric Badu, bro. Oh yeah, Dallas legend. Yeah. As well. Oh yeah. Charlie Crock is performing too. That's pretty much it, bro. Like I mean, who else? You are you know a lineup or uh somewhat like I know George Strait's playing one night. Oh yes, yeah. I don't even know much. Of, I just know like the you know like uh, Amarillo, Amarillo by morning. No, oh, yeah. And All my exes. exes and, yeah. like, that's pretty much it, bro. Yeah. But I mean, I really I would like to see him, bro, because like he's just he's a legend too. Legend, yeah. You know, uh, we went to the same school, so like I was like, all right, I listen to you, bro. That's he went cool. to Texas State. Oh, oh, okay. So like they would always talk about him over there. They have like the a, like a whole area that's called George Strait something whatever. Mm. But I've always I've never listened to his music like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, well, I didn't really until I met my wife because like her family is like humongous George Strait fans, just big country. Fans. I feel like once I get a mortgage, you know, I'll start <laughs> listening start to in. certain types of music. Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, but he's cold. He, I like him. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't even know. It's like the yeah. baby. I don't. I don't. I only know yeah. like one the baby song. I think like Miley Cyrus is one of the days. I I think she's cold, bro. I would like to see her. Yeah, she, she has, I, like I like her voice. Her um, I don't even know, bro. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, it's like I. Well, uh, actually, I got a phone on me. <laughs> well, cause like, I, I don't know. We, we were, we wanted to go a couple of days, and I guess it just didn't work out how we were kind of wanting it to i don't remember what there's there's something happening one of the weekends reason why we're not gonna go man lola palooza has a fire lineup bro. oh yeah theirs looks crazy oh billy ellish i don't know oh yeah know. stevie nicks i don't know oh yeah she'd be cool to see doja cat <laughs> megan the stallion no machine gun <laughs> kelly <laughs> Didn't he just come up out with like a punk? He started doing album? punk, bro. Yeah. Come on now, man. I'll throw tomatoes. <laughs> He's pulling a kid cutty. I'm gonna come with tomatoes like hidden in my underwear, bro. So <laughs> launch him. Nah, man. I don't know any like. Well, and I mean, and there's oh, a they glow. They they glow. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be there. 
Oh, Freddie Gibbs. I Freddie Gibbs, bro. That's that's gonna be dope. Is that the Bee Gees guy? Nah, nah. He's he's a uh, he raps. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, nah. They're right here, Gibbs. I just think of the Bee Gees. <laughs> John Batiste. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I mean Charlie Crockett. I mean, it's it, I want to be there, bro. Cause like you know. It's a good just experience. Being, just being there is yeah, cool, though. Yeah, I, lo- I love going That's what there. I said about 2016 when I went. And I was, just being there was was cool. You know? Yeah, man. I knew, I, I mean, you know, it was a good lineup, too, though. But just being there, it changes everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's awesome, too, especially if you can get a real good streak of people that you've been wanting to see. It's like a freaking value pack. It's like 120, 120 bucks for, you know, 10-pack of $100, to, you know, concerts, especially if you're someone who – can finesse their way to the front or, you know, to a good spot. Um, yeah, man, because me and my wife went, like, 2017. Cause I, I've been – I'm an addict to going to ACL. Um, I want to go back to Bonnaroo. Have you ever been to that one? I've been – I'm trying to try another uh, – I've owned, the only music festival I've been to is ACL. So. Yeah, Bonnaroo is awesome because that's where you camp out there for a full week. You just oh, go out dang. to the grant, grounds and go back to your campsite and it's back and forth. Cool, I mean, that's cool. an entire week and like man every day is just stellar like that that they always have a ridiculous lineup but uh but yeah man we, when we went in 2017 it was awesome i mean we saw a lot of the people that we liked and we were just able to like do 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 just that's a great feeling <laughs> Dope, bro. So, yeah i miss it man like yeah i don't know if we'll go into go to any festivals this year but maybe next year when we have a little more money but uh because yeah i just like to be comfortable and go out there and yeah I, but I want to do one of those ones where you stay out there. I just like those sometimes. But yeah, what you said, it's just an experience, man. It's just not just going out there, seeing a show and going home. It's like you're there either like all day or all week. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's awesome. And just soaking up. It's like, you know, just the people watching and the the merch. It's awesome, man. Mosh pits, all that, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward, man, to all the scenes coming back and everything reopening and yeah, and just all the people coming back, man, because there's a lot of people that aren't touring until next year. I mean, the really mm-hmm. ambitious people are trying to start off this year in some places, or festivals. Like, a lot of people are just starting off with festivals. No tours yet, just hand-picked festivals. But, like, next year, man, you know, there's a lot of tours uh, set off. and Yeah, it's just exciting, man. I don't know. I feel like I say that every episode. I'm just excited about what's... It's gonna just keep rolling on. It's gonna. I'm gonna be coming. outside, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to be as many. Well, at what I, at the stuff, at the stuff that's gonna be, of my like, bro. I'm gonna be there, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm not gonna take it for granted no more. You know. <laughs> right. I'm gonna try to be there. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm really trying to. Let, yeah, that right there. I'm, I'm really trying. Red to... Rocks. Somebody. Hmm. You been there? No, I've never been there. That's the in Denver, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, never been there. Yeah. I want to see a show there, bro. I think Leon Bridges is playing there. Oh, yeah. I think in August or something. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. Because that's the one where it's, like, all framed out on the rocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. imagine there, bro, like, just chilling, you know? Like, yeah. Just, you know, drinking yeah. some Coors Light. <laughs> you know, looking at the Rockies, bro. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, I'm also hoping that this show would, uh, um, at some point, if I get big enough to where I could, you know, lean into you know going to those events as a part of the job you know to where it's like i mean obviously that would be a dream <laughs> yeah bro i mean do, you have a youtube channel right and yeah, all that. yeah i mean it could even be where like maybe you let's say they don't have time to set up at the show right where you can be just getting like bts or like uh interviewing people like, hey what's up man? how'd you feel you know yeah just catch them and like yeah. a, some like side content 
to the podcast on YouTube, bro. Yeah, like, on YouTube and like Instagram TV and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I've been thinking about that. In fact, I just bought a little, uh, the square frame for the mic. Yeah. You know, so you can add vinyl to it. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I am going to try and do that and just keep oh, yeah. a little like task cam recorder on me. Just yeah. Like, you literally make everything that you imagine because you, you literally have uh, a printing business. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to because I want to reach out to like the venue and say like, hey, you know, I'm with the show. I'm I'm coming for the show. Or even if I don't even make it, if I don't make it for the, the event, just see if they'll let me interview them at the end. But every time I go to a concert like Chicano Batman, I'm about to reach out to the Granada and bring that up. It's like if that's possible, if they have the opening, it's like it's not even I, I wouldn't even say the Granada, bro. I feel like you need to email the band. Oh, and I did them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because the Granada people, they just work there. They don't have any. Yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. They're cool, though. But yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I. But see, but yeah, that's a good. It's a good line. Oh, did I send you the clip when when I uh, uh, interviewed Bardo? Uh-uh. Uh, I was just at South by it. I just uh, I was like, hey man, what's up? Like he just like uh, it was really motivational. You know, cause it was just I forgot what I asked. I was lit, bro. I had like 15 beers in my backpack, man. We were on our bikes, and like we just oh, pulled so up is. to the show. We pulled up to the show. I was with uh with uh, Kevin, Steven, and like you know some other homies. We just pulled up, saw the show, and then like they were signing CDs, and or they were at the table. I just went up to, hey man, uh. You know, is it cool? I was just chopping it up with it for a little bit, and then like we just recorded that little piece. But uh, yeah, bro, like it was just super motivational. Like I, I still play that video back like several years later because like I was like, man, what he said was 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 dope, bro. Like what he said was actually like meaningful. Like what he say? He said, when you're gonna do something, do it with your heart. Whether it's a teacher, whether it's a musician, whether it's whatever it is, do it with your heart. It was something else, but it was good, bro. It was good. I'll send you the video. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could play it over like this, cause like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. There's like little moments like that where like you get out of your comfort zone and like you pull up to them and like it could change your life, bro. Just like some words can like can can really make you see shit differently, bro. Yeah, yeah. Or and, self uh, like self inflicted success where you're like it's gonna make me feel so uncomfortable but i'm gonna go up to this guy and i was gonna ask him like hey man big fan of your music do you have a minute and they're like oh shit he said yes it's like because you, you just don't know i mean their world there's you know waiting who knows what they're doing so it's like just take the shot what's they're gonna say is no yeah bro like uh, like when we did our show did you see did you hear about like when we were doing our shows at the texas theater we did a it was called uh jfk it was it was a just fucking comedy it was mm. a comedy but like bro it's like we it, it got packed out bro it was like 700 people in there because mm. it was like people not sitting down like people like around like yeah. the walls and like man i was like so scared to like walk out and then like i was just walking out and i was like i'm just gonna do it just do it just do your set yeah and you just do it and it and then people laugh and like like it and then this and that you never know if i was scared but i would have just like <gasps> you yeah. just gotta just you know run with it just drop you know just hold your nuts and get to it bro like as much as you can as much as you can you yeah. know like and it changes your life bro yeah. like these little uncomfortable moments man well because it's the reality i mean it's yeah. like a reality check because you're checking yourself it's like in that moment it's like 
can I go on that stage and play this? Can I go on that stage and, and, and remember the comedic, you know, story, this four part story that's supposed to end them, you know, end with them on the floor. It's like, can I remember every little part and the timing of that? Have the guts and, to, 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 to feel the people too, to like understand the, the crowd. Oh yeah. And just groove with that. You know, it takes, it just takes not being afraid to maybe fail. Yeah. Maybe they're not going to laugh, but you know what? I don't care, man. Let's get out there. Let's, let's get some work. You yeah. know, let's do it. Well, it's like anything. Yeah. Everything's a practice, and 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 you build a tolerance to the to the hard parts. You know, I mean, whether you're a salesperson or a or a musician, it, it doesn't matter. It's like when you go jump into something, it, there's always more ego than experience, so that'll always outweigh it. No matter until the experience outweighs the ego, you're always going to be too on yourself. You're always going to be focused on like I feel like this. But then once you have the experience, you can rely on that. Well, I did this. I don't feel this. I did this. And then when you're out there and you've, yeah, it's like I meant to hit, you know, E7. I hit the wrong chord. It's like, okay, do better next time. We're just human. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a practice. So you got to keep it up, right? If it's worthwhile, you endure. I realize every day that I'm nobody, right, yet I'm, I'm learning yeah, I'm not ever the smartest person in the room. Right. Sometimes I'm the dumbest in the room, and I uh, always accept it. Something like, "Hey, I'm not as smart as I need to be. What can I do to do get better? To do better? Yeah. I'm never real. like, yo, because I'm young, bro. Like, yeah. we're, all we gotta do, we don't know shit. <laughs> we have so much to learn, and just realizing that we don't know, we know things, right? But like that, we there's so much to learn. You're never like too good you're right. never too smart you're never you know too talented because there's always we're all continuously climbing in this journey bro so like yeah. i'm just trying to put that work in bro like yeah man no ego yeah. sometimes there is but most of the time there's not you know yeah you keep but that yeah. room yeah keep man. That room to grow are you what how long is this uh i, I don't i want to like uh, keep you here forever because i bro i got a big mouth bro i talk forever but no, that's all good. <laughs> normally our shows are about like an hour and a half to two hours so cool, cool it's still good cool. but yeah dude i mean that's 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 huge but for self-driven people especially i mean you just i don't know you gotta just put in the work and and, and but i think that's what keeps people self-driven is you're you're watching yourself in real time like develop you know it's like when you when we watch our old videos like i don't know if you do that it's like if i watch my old trailers and stupid shit i have on my youtube channel from high school i'm like i didn't color correct any of that i didn't you know like just little things where i'm like i would do that so much better now like and you just i don't know because you're so in the now you're so you know like i'm not this it's like well look what you're not from the past though it's like just there's so much yeah if you don't see a difference from like back to the stuff you did back then 10 years ago to now <laughs> there's a huge problem yeah you know oh big time there's always I like see every year, bro. Like I, I look back at where I was one year ago, two years ago. Yeah. And I'm always happy with where I'm at in the present. You know, yeah. I'm always like, oh, cool, man. I'm I'm doing better. I'm advancing. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm getting smarter. My skills are developing in what I'm trying to do. I think that's like a, that's a beautiful side to the internet and to social media. Is really, I mean, you don't want it to be too obsessive. You don't want to have a too obsessive nature with that kind of device, but it can keep it's a history tracker you know it shows you and your and your friends like what you said it's like you know it's like like you and my buddy uh gabriel parker it's like you know he busks he plays uh uh in a, in a band um called artemis funk and and he does this thing where like, he, he'll play like a different song on his trumpet every single day and post it on his story and it's like you know and it's like you'll post like stand up 
clips or like, you know, the, the stuff you're working on or the videos you're working on. And it's like, yeah, there's some days where it's like, I'm way too in the weeds. Like I'm way too like, I gotta work on this. I gotta edit this or like in my career, I gotta meet this deadline, whatever. And I just don't post a lot. But then those moments where it's like, I want an escape for a moment or I'm gonna post something for the show, like just a little history tidbit or, or an announcement for a new episode. And I'm checking through the people. It's like, it's just so encouraging. Like when I see like you and him particularly, and that's that's one of the part reasons why I wanted to have you on is because I mean even when we were younger I mean we were both ambitious I mean you you were the the captain and the president of the for the school and I don't know how yeah. the fuck I was <laughs> but yeah 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 but it's like we were, we were always pushing it it's like making videos doing extracurricular stuff being in sports or being in like multiple you know in, in theater like we were both in theater it's just like I don't know it was just like in us just keep doing multiple things and just keep pumping it out it's like well I. I'm just an expressive person. I like to articulate. It's like, I want to get, I like to work, like put me to work in this cool method that I think suits me. And then now that we're 10 years into the education and workforce, it's like, now it's like, I don't know. Now we're at this maturity level where it's like, well, now I'm ready to take myself super seriously and get everybody else to start taking me super seriously. And it's time to just just hone it in, hone it in. And if and if I have someone on and I didn't have enough good, I didn't have really good quality questions geared up or memorized or whatever, it's like shame on me. I better learn from that. And 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 it would only become, you know, more boring for me to work on and for people to experience, you know, and for me to be unobservant too. It'd be like, well, I mean, like you get a very immediate reply when you're doing comedy. You know, if it doesn't click, it just doesn't click, mm-hmm. and you get a real, you know stark answer on how well you're really doing yeah worst case scenario somebody throws a chair at you oh yeah swings on you <laughs> well, it's if happened you, before if you say something too offensive <laughs> yeah bro yeah. but but seriously or or yeah it's just one of those things where you, you 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 learn from the mistakes but i don't know that's how you can tell who's a hard worker is when someone tells them they suck and be like well that's not all who i am it's like i think i'm better than that i'm gonna keep working but yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm glad to, to hear though that you're 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 doing well with your 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 video work though, your production stuff. Yeah, work wise, yeah, man. I'm I'm having fun. You know, I'm busy, busier than ever. But I, I like to want, create that balance, you know, because you gotta make yeah. a living, right? So I gotta, you know, take care of my work life, you know, like with clients and stuff with video, and uh, but I also gotta balance it out with with creating art, you know, in yeah. my you know creating what I want to create because it's all I've always wanted to do this and I'm finally working on something, you know. Yeah. And I I, and I wanted to drop a second episode, a third one, you know. Yeah, dude. But uh, it's, you gotta start somewhere. Right. You gotta start somewhere, and this is where we're starting, bro. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. You know, maybe next time I'm on here, you know, maybe you might see a grill on me because, you know, I done came up, bro. Like, you know, like a pinky <laughs> the ring. Gold, gold watch. And yeah, bro. Black. But right now, you know, we're just getting started, bro. You know, we're yeah. so young, bro. Like, we're getting started barely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 18, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Party at episode 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like a milestone. You got to celebrate these oh, milestones, yeah. bro. You yeah. got to celebrate episode 20. Yeah, well, I was episode gonna, 25. Yeah, I was going to do 25 and 50 and 75. Yeah, because like for episode 10, I had my dad and grandfather on. Yeah. Talked about why I'm even in the music and where it comes from, uh, which is crazy. That's a, that's a cool. I'm a, bro, I'm going to listen because I, I didn't even, bro, I didn't know you had a podcast. Yeah. And now because like it's just cool that like, you're putting yourself out there, bro. Right. Because that's it, bro. You, your, your grandpa, your dad, who does that? 
who get who can I can't get my dad and my grandpa on a podcast, bro. That's cool. <laughs> like I'm gonna listen to that, man. Yeah. Like it's that's I come yeah, from bro. a family of talkers, so well there's there's a moment where yeah. where I think uh how have I become a talk show host, but my dad was a preacher and and uh my mom was a worship leader and my all, everybody in my family is a salesperson. <laughs> like didn't think it was just bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, bro, the, 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 man, it's uh. The apple don't fall far from the tree, bro. Yeah. Oh, is that how it goes? I don't know. I'm yeah. ESL, bro. I learned English in, when I was six, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, dude. Well, that's awesome, man. I look forward to seeing your, your musical. And, and, yeah, and if I can help you out, just let me know. Thank you, man. Nice yeah, seeing you again, bro. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, dude. Got a mustache and everything, bro. I seen you. <laughs> me too. You see the mustache? Going by? I didn't have a mustache when you knew me, bro. Back yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been like eight years. It's yeah, nuts. Man, but... Crazy. Thank you for having me, bro. This is cool, man. Thank you for uh for you know just trying to have me on on the show, bro. I appreciate that for real. Yeah, dude. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I see you working. You know. Hey, bro. I'm down to come back whenever, man. Just I mean, you can wait a few episodes, whatever, a year maybe, but or less <laughs> than that, if you want, bro, hit me up. I'm yeah. down the street. Well, let me know if there's ever an album or an artist you want to break down or check out, you know, some of the shows and get an idea of how it. Chicano Batman is dropping a new album. Soon. Yeah. I I think pretty soon before the new tour. I think. Well, they they released one last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got that one, but I think they're but dropping something else, I like an EP. Ba- Bardo's coming out with a solo album. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we could break that down. Maybe yeah, I'm down. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Cool, no. dude. Till then. Yeah. <laughs> Already, bro. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website musicmythpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.